real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. It's the 1 o'clock hour of the Ken Miller Show. All of our guests appear on the Dr. Stephen Fuller and Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline. Two locations, 2822 East 29th Street in Des Moines. Also in Altoona, 410 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. And Trent, I can vouch for them because I'm a patient. You are officially got I'm everything done. i a brand new cap on my back tooth. One of them. Today. And it's been bothering you for a while. It has been. I got a root canal, got that all done, then went did the whole process. The temporary, which was a pain in the you-know-what. Mm-hmm. But this one feels like my, I'm me again. Your tooth is back, your mouth you is see? good. I'm smiling more. And, well, maybe not. Well, I mean, after the Jets' performance in the uh, Western Conference Final, well, up, you know. I got I to gotta make you grumpy every once yeah. in a while. Uh, you, you, you found the key, the magic <laughs> button to, to do just that. Uh, you're going to be at Exile Brewing this afternoon from 4 until 6. First 250 Ruthies poured during that time will be a quarter. Uh, and it all has to do with the Iowa Menace and their 25th year celebration. What will you have going on there today? Well, we'll be out there for, yeah, for the two-hour show this afternoon on your drive home. So stop on by. You work downtown, making your way back. Yeah, stop by, say hello. 25 cents for a beer in 2018. I mean, it just, it's absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Des Moines Menace. Especially for Ruthie. Yes. High quality. It beer. is. Very good. We're not talking about my grain belt that I like to suck down. Ugh. You don't like that swill, do you? Swill. No, I don't. I, I've, I've tried it. I'm not a big fan. Maybe someday I'll bring you a six-pack mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll crack into them. I'll get you back. I'll All get right. you back. But, uh, yeah, Ruthie, much better. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. And uh, 25th anniversary of the Menace. Their first game is actually tomorrow. So this is kind of their kickoff event out there. Have some coaches, players on hand. They're going to be giving away some gear, some different uh, giveaways that they'll be having. So just stop on by, have a cold one for 25 cents. Nothing better than that. No, indeed. Uh, on your way home from work or or, or make it uh, make a night of it. Uh, head on down 4-6 to six, uh, XL Brewery. All right, so Iowa loses earlier today in extra innings to Michigan. It was an entertaining game. Pair of lefties on the mound. The Michigan starter, Trent, you know, it's it's it's... If you're a pitcher, I mean, in the back of your mind, you have to think at some point there's going to be a ball coming. And especially when you're in college or high school and the ball's coming off the the bat, the aluminum bat, as quickly as it does, the ping of the bat, uh, the Michigan starter took one just below the elbow. Did you see how quickly the bruise formed, Mm -hmm. the black and blue? And and apparently there's no cameras in the BTN – uh, television crew's studio because they were speculating where it hit him on the arm uh-huh. for like a couple of minutes. While seriously, you could see the bruise mm-hmm. get deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, he tried to pitch another, tried to pitch to one batter. He, he walked him and uh, and they came and got him. But um, what does Iowa have to do now as they fall two to one in 10 innings? That moves them to the loser side mm-hmm. of the bracket. I mean, obviously you can't lose again, right. but how daunting is this? It's a long road back. So they'll be playing again tomorrow morning against the loser of Ohio State-Purdue. Then you're still three games away from playing in the championship. So you're talking about now having to go deep into that bullpen. There's going to be extra games in there over the weekend that you're going to have to play. Now, the good news is you you played double elimination tournaments in Mm -hmm. some sport, right? Mm -hmm. For me, slow pitch softball. Mm -hmm. I think most people, all right, you get to the title game, you come out of what I like to call the bracket of opportunity, not the loser's bracket. The bracket of opportunity. Who coined that one? Uh, years ago, I heard that term, and it, and it stuck with me. You know, to this that's day. a term that I could see just um, coming into the norm in today's world, right? Yes, because loser bracket. No, 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 not in 2018. It is the bracket Bra- of opportunity. Bracket of that's opportunity. That's awesome. I like it. I never heard that till just now. When you get to the title, you got to double dip, though. The team that hasn't lost. Mm-hmm. Not the case in collegiate baseball. Not all the time, right? uh, Right. And and collegiate baseball, that's not the case. Remember, what was it, two years ago? Not very many years ago. I don't remember the teams, but I remember uh, what you're about to do. Iowa-Ohio State in the Big Ten title game. Iowa had lost. Ohio State came out of? The the opportunity bracket. The the bracket of Of opportunity. opportunity. uh, But they just played one single game. Now, Rick Heller was fine with it. A, he was fine because his team had already put together a profile. They're going to be a tournament team regardless. But... Mm -hmm any coach across college baseball because 
you got regionals coming up. Mm-hmm. We you, should you... call our show the bracket of <laughs> this. That's an awesome. I, I'm going to use that. Do you I don't like know it? how. I do like it. <laughs> we need to maybe we'll get a bracket together for something, and, and we'll put together the bracket of opportunity. It, it makes sense though. You can't. You're already running through so many arms in a tournament like uh-huh. this, and then you add, add an extra championship game on mm-hmm. top of it. Well, the, so that's the, the reason for The uh, Michigan starting pitcher, I don't know if he's their best pitcher or not. You yes, think. yes. Yeah. He's, he's very good. If you're going to start the tournament, you're going to yep. start with the guy, your, your best chance. I mean, my God. He, he, when's he going to make his next start? Trent, that was a shot. It was. It bruised up. I mean, as long as there's no structural damage, can he be healthy by Saturday? Well, you know, if they get to Saturday, What's perhaps. today, Wednesday, maybe. Yeah. But you, the first thing I thought of, there's structural damage yeah. there as quickly as it bruised. Broken. And the trainer came on and they left him. In, I mean, I know the kid wants to pitch, right? Right. You pitch all year long in your year. You're, 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 the, you're on the mound for your school's first game in the tournament. Mm-hmm. You want the ball. But, Frank... Come and on. it was the team that he lost to when they had their 20-game winning streak. Iowa broke that oh, streak. Oh, is that right? So even more reason for him so to want to stay he in. wanted to have the ball there. He uh-huh. won. The only hit the Hawkeyes got all day was that, the hit off the pitcher. Yeah, the run was on an error. I mean, uh, it, uh, it made the Bill Buckner play look, um, <laughs> you know, tough. <laughs> I mean, this it was it was a one it was a one hopper right to the first base. We feel bad for the kid, but mm-hmm. and um, was it Ke- Kevin Coogler doing the play by play? I think it was Coogler. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he's right. Ninety nine out of a hundred times he makes that play. But put the Hawks on the board, one nothing. They give up a long ball. Um, what's the guy? What's the what the, the the lefty for the uh, Hawks that started? Uh, Alger Algier. Al- Algier. Yeah, he pitched really well. He did. He's really good. Mm-hmm. Nine is- strikeouts, seven innings, one hit ball. It's a talented team. The one run ball, four hits. And it just shows you in a year where Iowa was expected to be rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Lose Adams, lost a big piece. This is a rebuilding year. Just getting to the Big Ten tournament mm-hmm. and getting to it every single year under Rick Heller, all five seasons. I had been to three of the previous 13 Big Ten mm, tournaments. Wow. Did you have him on your show yesterday, by yeah, the way? Yeah, really good, as always. Yeah, Heller's he a great guy. Very accommodating, isn't he? He is, and uh, just somebody that you really root for. He's... Been in the state for a long time, success everywhere he's been. You and I, Upper Iowa at the D2 level, over at Indiana State, had a good run there. Iowa got the right guy. I can't say that all the time with coaching hires. No. That's one that you point to. If you're Gary Barr, to make sure you put a little star and a check mark. That's that one, one that he can, well, he's got, um, yeah, that's that's one of his for sure. We will come back. We're going to talk to Chris Dobertine, SB Nation. I don't know if it's the 2008 Summer Talker. Uh, that is replaced, and if it's the case, I'm okay with um, expansion, uh, conference expansion, uh, contraction being off the board uh, in the months of May, June, July this year. But apparently there are some people that both fully believe that the NCAA men's basketball tournament needs to expand to 72 teams. Ooh. We'll discuss that when we come back with Chris Dobertine um, and some other college basketball topics that are percolating. Bottom of the hour, Dylan Mont's Ames Tribune will be here. Look forward to catching up with our old buddy Dylan. Trent and I until 2. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC. Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker. 1700 KBGG. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. You just get it through the experience. I'm a fan of a lot of our fast, casual cuisine. I love the theater and the shopping. My kids love to go to the parks. There's a lot going on musically. If you can't find things to do in Des Moines, you must be boring. This is a magical place. Don't miss out. Visit CatchDesMoines.com and plan your getaway to Greater Des Moines. Catch what you've been missing. Showplace Kitchens is now Showplace Cabinetry Design Center. We're changing our name to better represent what we do. What is it, you ask? At Showplace Cabinetry Design Center, we create beautiful, functional environments with cabinetry. Whether it's a remodel, addition, new construction, or even refacing, 
The designers at Showplace Cabinetry Design Center are eager to help you create a showplace of your very own. Come see us at 3200 100th Street, Urbandale. I'm completely stressed out. How do other parents hold these fabulous birthday parties without breaking the bank? I just want to make Jenny's party memorable without depleting her college fund. You should look into Hopalot. Hopalot has rented a large range of clean, safe, and unique inflatables for parties and events for years. They just opened up in Merle Hay Mall next to the food court, and they're holding indoor parties and open jump with no daily time limit. Plus, Jimmy's Corner Cafe is right there to feed everybody. I'm calling Hop-A-Lot now. Check out Hop-A-Lot, Des Moines' newest party spot, located inside Merle Hay Mall next to the food court. Learn more at hopalotrentals.net. That's hopalotrentals.net. Hop-A-Lot, for a party to remember. Hop-A-Lot is this week's sweet deal. Get $50 worth of Hop-A-Lot gift certificates for only $25. That's a sweet deal. There's a limited number, and they're sure to go fast, so get yours Friday morning at 9 at 1700kbgg.com. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards from brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. I light the night for my dad. I light the night for my daughter. I light the night to end blood cancer. The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Light the Night brings together survivors and supporters to bring light to the darkness of cancer and to help fund life-saving research. About every three minutes in America, someone is diagnosed with a blood cancer. Advances made in blood cancer research are leading to treatments for many cancers and other serious diseases. Help light the path to cures. Join Light the Night today. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Guys, Trent Condon here again for New Leaf Wellness. Warm weather is going to be here before you know it, and if you added some pounds during the winter, New Leaf Wellness can help you. Great treatment programs designed specifically for you. I'm on the GAC and Mick. It has helped me not just lose weight with my energy level, no more lulls in the afternoon. Give them a call today. Set up a free, no-obligation consultation. 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Let's feel better together with New Leaf Wellness Centers. Hey guys, Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was ready to propose, I went online first. But then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today. Stop by today to see the many unique rings in all price ranges. Learn more at Christopher'sJewelry.com. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and I with you until 2 o'clock. Coming up in about 15 minutes, Dylan Montz from the Ames Tribune will slide on in. We'll do some Iowa State. Well, as we mentioned, uh, Chris Dobertine, SB Nation, bloggingthebracket.com. He joins us during college basketball season from time to time. But, Trent, I like when guys think outside the box. Mm Mm-hmm. Or putting it in a different way when guys give us something to talk about. That, that's even better. Right? In these months. And Chris Dobertine did just that. You can read it at bloggingthebracket.com. Uh, he, he, title of his column, oh, hey, I guess it's time to think about tournament expansion. And Chris Dobertine joins us. Chris Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? 
I'm doing all right. How about you guys? Doing well. Uh, appreciate the appreciate the piece. I read it uh, this past weekend. Uh, really reached out to Trent and said, "Here's a talker," uh, and here we are, Chris Dobertine. We're glad that you were able to join us. So. Um, first of all, how has the column been received amongst um, NCAA men's basketball fans moving to 72? Um, did they like it? Did they panic? What's kind of been the feedback you've been getting before we would get before we get into how it would actually work? Uh, I think that the, the reception has largely been negative, and there's a very specific reason why that is. Um, I also kind of asked, and this is, this is kind of the start of a series now, because I kind of asked, you know, what, what do you think, if we're going to have to expand, what do you want to see in that expansion, you know, in a more realistic sense? And I got a lot of very good, very good explanations, you know, and very good suggestions for what we could have. But, but really, there's just kind of one factor to this that's really kind of driving, I think, the negative response that the original story got. It's uh, pretty simple. It's adding two more games. That That's all that this yeah. really turns out to be. You hear 72, I, I don't know, for whatever reason, going from that 68 to, it seems like more than that, but it's two extra games, and, and there's a lot of talk that maybe it's not just adding games to Dayton, but adding a, a regional site out west and teams that are playing in the west regional, something easier than that. Th- that part of the theory and what the ACC has talked about, do you like that? Would you rather see just a triple header in Dayton? How would you like to see it play out? I think that there are a couple things that we can do to kind of make this a little bit better. I think that while Dayton is great and they support things very well, one thing I've always wanted and I think would make games better is since you have the the sites tied up anyway for the week in advance of the tournament to kind of get them ready, you have that Tuesday and Wednesday open. Why not play those opening round games at the actual site where the the winner is going to play on Thursday or Friday. I think that makes things easier in terms of travel. Right. And it just makes, I, I think, you know, even though those at-large winners have a pretty good record of winning on Thursday and Friday, I think that might boost their chances to win even more, not having to make that extra flight, you know, for, to Dayton, to from Dayton to wherever. I think that's one thing to keep an eye on. Well, the look, other thing go ahead, is... Sorry. No, go ahead. No, just go ahead. I thought you were done. Uh, but, yeah, finish your point, please. I... I, I, there are the other side of it too is is what are these extra two games going to be? Are they going to be you know expanding out and having you know another all sixteen seed you know um, matchup? You know, I think when I looked at it, it ended up being you know two six all four sixteen seeds ended up coming out of the first four, and then all four eleven seeds came out of the uh, out of the first four. That's where those extra games came from. Hmm. And I think a lot of people kind of get annoyed with the 16 seeds because, like, oh, we don't want to really watch these, and <laughs> we think they get better ratings if they just put all 11 or 12 seeds in there, which, you know, that, that, that is a good point. But there is the financial side of it is, you know, those 16-team winners, they get a win share that they don't necessarily get if Excellent. they go automatically and play a one seed loose. Excellent point, and and, that, and this is where I was going with you, is the, the, the almighty dollar drives things, and that decision mm-hmm. that the Supreme Court came down with earlier uh, last week is, is also something that I think needs to be brought into consideration as well, yeah. because these are more games, which is going to be more wagering opportunities, but if there's a television network, or, or if the NCAA thinks that they can squeeze more money out of their television partners for this... Mm-hmm. I, I like the fact that you're going to play them at the site of the tournament. I think you're right on the money that you wouldn't, you know, you you win yep. in Dayton and you've got to go to wherever you're already there. Yep. I could see that the, there's some positives here on the surface. It's like, oh no, please not again. But the way you're laying it out, Chris, makes some sense. Yeah, and the other the thing that you know really I think drives the negativity on it is you kind of look at it and you're thinking you're adding four extra teams. And you automatically assume those four teams are going to be mediocre power conference teams. And that's something I think they're going to have to look at because when you actually look back and look at the NIT, those top four, those four number one seeds, those four teams left out of the tournament that get those spots, more often than not, those teams are power conference teams that, you know, have eight and 10 records, seven, 11 conference records. And that's where I think the negativity comes from, is you're getting teams like that that's like, oh, we see what these teams can do in the regular season. They can't go 500 in their conference. And, of course, I argue, well, you know, in a, in a situation like the Big 12 and the Big East, that's different than 
the ACC and the Big Ten where your schedule might impact things a little bit more in terms of your winning percentage as opposed to that true round robin. But, yeah, you want to get more opportunities maybe for those teams like St. Mary's and Middle Tennessee this year who probably could have won a game in the tournament had they actually gotten in, but instead the fear is that it's going to be your Notre Dame's, USC's, Baylor's, Louisville's, that level of team that's going to get in instead. With all this tinkering around, and this is a proposal that originally started in the ACC, why don't we mm-hmm. just say the heck with it? Bracket creep is going to continue. Why don't we just go to 96? Because eventually that's where it's going to be anyway. Do you think it will? Just, just do it now. And I don't know, you had the first first couple of rounds go Wednesday through Monday. Yeah, and I think to me that honestly seems like the easiest answer is just to get rid of the IT and fold it in because that answer, that really solves a lot of problems because you're getting all those regular season conference tournament uh, regular season conference winners that lose in their conference tournament, you're getting them in. You're getting your you know mediocre power conference teams, and you can make some rules about eligibility and conference records or whatever, you know, to kind of limit the amount of riffraff that gets in. Because if you actually look back at the NIT since we've expanded the field to 68, it's really been up until the last two years where the major conferences, the Power Five, Power Seven, have really kind of taken over that tournament too the last two years it's been you know 15 to 32 and 16 to 32 teams have come out of the power seven but before that the mid-majors actually had a majority of teams in pretty consistently from 2011 all the way through 2016 Hmm. chris dobertine is our guest chris uh, away from this have you seen the uh i think it's a, a sports illustrated that broke the story that the lead fbi investigator into the uh black market of college basketball you know it hit the fan just prior to the season starting mm-hmm. last year apparently is under investigation for misusing federal funds and doing so while uh gambling it away in las vegas as well as uh, eating and drinking which may potentially derail this whole investigation uh, you can't make this stuff up chris no you can't you know it's kind of funny when we talk about you know having legalized sports gambling and this kind of tying in it is just all it's just all one big you know big ball of yarn of, of a mess that we have and and honestly I, i'm somebody of the opinion that that really kind of thought this whole corruption in college basketball thing was kind of a silly thing for the FBI to be investigating anywhere. What do you, you know, the FBI is doing the NCAA, a private organization's job now. I just thought that was very, very strange. And it would be kind of, it would be kind of funny if that, you know, is what knocked the whole thing down. Chris Dobertine, SB Nation, talking college basketball. Made me think when I read that piece, Chris. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you down the road. You're very welcome, guys. Thank you. Good to talk to you, Chris Dobertine. SB Nation. So you think it's going to go right up to 96, huh? Well. Eventually? Eventually, yeah. I, I think we're going to have more and more of this bracket creep where mm-hmm. it'll be at 72. And then, you know, well, let's go to 80 and just just go to 96. Isn't that where we're going to end up there? I, I think so. I, I think that, uh, look, everybody wants content. Mm-hmm. Television stations are going to be uh, willing to pay more because I think more people with the with the legalization of sports wagering the is going to see significant ratings uptick trend. Yes, that's... because if you can't watch the game, why bet the game? Right. right? <laughs> yes, it's, it's true. Uh, speaking of betting the games, I got to get you on record before we skedaddle on All out right. of here at two o'clock. You'll be at XL Brewing this afternoon from four until six. But we're going to talk some Iowa State next. Our old buddy Dylan Monts. This is the final day of the Cyclone Tailgate Tour. He's headed up toward Clear Lake to catch the final stop. We'll talk Iowa State when we come back. Dylan Montz, Ames Trib at AmesTrib.com. Trent and I are here until 2. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700KBGG.com. The Des Moines Menace soccer season is right around the corner, and we have a big event to kick things off on Wednesday, May 23rd at Exile Brewing Company. It's the 25th anniversary of the Des Moines Menace, and they're celebrating in style. The first 250 rupees poured will be just 25 cents. Jimmy B and TC will be broadcasting live from Exile May 23rd to kick off the Menace season. Tickets, giveaways, players and coaches on hand from the Des Moines Menace. All at Exile Brewing Company. May 23rd from 4 until 6 o'clock and 25 cent Ruthies. Crack open a Ruthie today! Enjoy your Exile! 
Walk to prevent suicide. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and participate in an out-of-the-darkness community walk. Register for a walk near you at outofthedarkness.org. Suicide takes an enormous toll on families, friends, co-workers, and entire communities. Walk to raise awareness. Walk to raise funds for research, education, advocacy, and programs to support people impacted by suicide. Walk to save lives. Go to outofthedarkness.org today. Terrace Hills Golf Course is home to the four-and-a-half-hour guarantee. Are you tired of playing golf courses that don't care about speed of play? Then make a tee time at the beautiful Terrace Hills Golf Course weekdays before 2 p.m. and weekends and holidays before noon, and they guarantee you'll complete your 18-hole round of golf in four-and-a-half hours or less, or your next green fee is free. Terrace Hills Golf Course. Make your tee time now by calling 515-967-2932 for Terrace Hills Golf Course in Altoona. And now, an ad from Dad. All right, what have we got here? Save money on car insurance when you mental home. Auto with birth. Save money on car insurance. You ready? Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Yeah, that sounded pretty good, don't you think? I could do it one more time, but I think that's... What do you say? Nailed it, right? Nailed it. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. You don't have to sacrifice style to have a floor that's 100% waterproof for life. Because the Home Depot has Pergo Outlast Plus Laminate starting at just $279 a square foot. With 22 colors, including on-trend grays, Pergo Outlast Plus can fit any style, in any room, beautifully, and resist water. Get Pergo Outlast Plus starting at just $279 a square foot at the number one Pergo waterproof limited flooring retailer, The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only. See warranty for details. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Raise Your Paw and Raise It High. The ARL's largest event of the year, the Raise Your Paw Auction, is coming up on April 28th at the Iowa Event Center in Des Moines. This fun event features silent and live auctions, a wine hall, raffle prizes, great food, great music, interactions with ARL's therapists, and more. All proceeds support the mission of the ARL and help care for thousands of animals in our care each year. This is a sellout event, so get your tickets now at arl-iowa.org slash raise your paw. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's Wolf construction.net for wolf construction a plus rating from the better business bureau wolfconstruction.net baseball is there another professional sport that brings out as much passion and as many memories in their fans kevin the flag guy here we love baseball at heartland flags go reds we know what the flag means and so do you the classic pinstripes the simple W, or the iconic throwback logos of your favorite team. Baseball is back, and it's time to fly your favorite team's flag. Shop in-store, 3719 Southwest 9th in Des Moines, or online at heartlandflags.com. Real Sports Talk for Real Sports Fans. Back to Miller & Condon on 1700 KBGG. 
right, welcome back. Final segment of the program here before we get into our tube talk at Trent on Record. We've got a couple of big games tonight. Pivotal Game 5 in the NBA, deciding Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Final in the NHL. Let's get Dylan Monson here, Ames Tribune. Dylan will be catching up with the final stop of the uh, Cyclone Tailgate Tour tonight in Clear Lake. So there'll be plenty of coverage in tomorrow's Ames Tribune. Amestrib.com is where you can read our friend Dylan Monson, as well as Travis Hines, who's also our friend. But we talked to Dylan on a regular basis, and he's with us once again. Dylan, Trent, and Ken, how are you? Doing well. It's always good to be with you guys. How are you? Doing fine. Uh, look at the pictures, uh, n- to no surprise. Um, and you've been there. You experienced it last week. You'll get another taste of it tonight. These crowds continue to go up uh, to, to come out to you know to be a part of this event. Uh, Jamie Pollard hit a home run when he decided to put this tailgate tour together. Yeah, obviously Jamie Pollard's done a lot of good things for for the university and the athletics department. But initiating this tailgate tour and and promoting it as well as they have is has become a really big deal. And and fans flock to these things, especially the night events. Last night they were in Okaboji, and the the room that that they were in looked just packed as ever. And uh, like you mentioned, Clear Lake is the final stop uh, of of the two week event, and. Uh, that place is always just jam-packed in the surf ballroom, and it's a cool venue because of the history and, and, and the old-time feel to it. So uh, people always turn out there. Players are usually up there for that one. So it, it's, it's something I know people look forward to all year, especially those, those people that can't always get to games all the time. So really nice event, and, and like I mentioned, it, it's, it's going to be a big big show tonight. Well, Dylan, uh, I'm from that area. I'm from North Iowa, and growing up, Iowa State, really wasn't a big deal in North Iowa. It was all Iowa. For, for me, a guy in his now late 30s, now different for you, you're younger than me, so, so you've seen this uh, evolution of Iowa State athletics, but you know, what more is out there? You know, we, we've seen the renovation of the football stadium, what they've gone through, and Johnny's at Hilton and everything else. What, what are some of the other big bucket lists that Jamie Pollard's out there shaking hands and looking to raise a little more money? Yeah, Trent, it's kind of interesting because I grew up in eastern Iowa, kind of over by Cedar Rapids, and obviously that, that area is always going to be dominated by Iowa, and that was that was always kind of the deal growing up for me too. But even in that part of the state, the footprint for, for Iowa State is getting a little bit bigger, and um, some of that's due to, uh, you know, when you trend upward in football, that obviously drives a lot of it, and the success they've had in men's basketball is certainly big. But I think the, the main thing that, that Iowa State and Jamie Pollard focused on right now is is that new uh performance center um that's going to be built onto the bergstrom football complex and it's going to house academics and nutrition and you know strength and conditioning locker rooms lounges uh, i think that's really the big thing right now and um it, uh, they got approval to go ahead with the project from the border region so now it's just a matter of, of the fundraising and I, i'm not saying it is just oh uh, that's all they have to do because obviously that's a huge part of it but uh, I think that's really kind of what they're geared toward right now because they have so many uh, upgrades with Jack Tri Stadium and, and the, the venue itself. Now it's kind of the supplementary things and, and the complementary things to it, I guess I should say, um, that, that can increase performance and, and just be an attractive uh, thing for, for prospective um, athletes and recruits and, and things like that. So that's the big part of it right now. And, um, you know, I'm sure there's always pipe dreams and things they'd like to have done in the future, but that's that's the most tangible one right now. Uh, speaking of being focused on, Dylan Montz is our guest, Ames Tribune. Apparently Nike is focused on getting Iowa State another uh, alternate uniform and uh, and wants to do so, and, and well, Coach Campbell wants them to do so in plenty of time prior to the season, so it's not a, 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 not a talker, a topic during the season, uh, he was quoted as saying. But Nike seems like they are uh, more willing to work with Iowa State since the fortune of the, that football program seemingly have turned around. Yeah, absolutely. When you get the exposure of, of winning and you're on national TV all the time, that's, that certainly helps and helps make you a priority. And certainly uh, Matt Campbell's, um, you, know, you know, what he's been able to bring in terms of his personality and, and things like that, it really kind of opens some doors. And it sounds like those alternate uniforms are going to be unveiled sometime in June. And part of that could be obviously to, to let fans see it as soon as possible and to, to get it out there. But also, um, you talked about recruits coming on the campus. There's a benefit of them wearing it and the photos they take and doing social media and it just enhances the brand and creates even more exposure there. So I think there's going to be a, a traditional element to it from, from the sound of it. They're still going to stick with the cardinal and gold type things. Um, the chrome helmets that they debuted, debuted at the Liberty Bowl, 
uh, certainly are going to be a part of the rotation. But um, it sounds like in addition to the Cardinal and Gold and the, the road whites and things like that, they, they could go darker with an alternate similar to what they did with the gray uniforms. Um, but it's going to be a redesign, so it's not going to be uh, quite that same look, but it's going to be kind of a darker feel. And uh, I think that's kind of natural, um, you know, when you see Matt Campbell uh, speak on camera or you see him talk in person. A lot of times he is wearing, uh, you know, a darker polo and, and things like that. So it's, it's something that he gears towards too, but obviously he wants to respect the, the history and tradition of the colors that, that Iowa State has uh, already in place. So I think it's just going to be another one that they can throw in from time to time. But um, I, I'm interested to see it because you talked about it being a redesign. So what that means exactly, uh, I, I don't know. But it sounds like they're kind of in the final stages of getting things together. And uh, like I said, it should be unveiled sometime in June. So black uniforms coming, some shade of black, whatever that means. <laughs> the The other part is, as it pertains to recruiting and just – you know, being th- that hip program, we saw what Oregon's done. We've seen you know Maryland try all kinds of crazy combinations. Do you expect it to go that route, or is it just you know a few changes, a few different styles? But they're not going to be the next Oregon. What, what's your anticipation? Yeah, Oregon's kind of a good um, trial program just because of their connection to Nike and things like that. So I think they have a little bit more um, ability to go and do those sorts of things. But I think for Iowa State. Uh, they're not going to go wild and, and have, uh, you know, the Cyclone logos all up and down the jerseys and, and things like that. I think they're going to stick pretty traditional with it and just have some different colors and some variation in there for, for whatever they might use. And, and to be honest, I don't even know how many times they'll bust out the alternate uniforms during the season, maybe once or twice or, you know, whatever it is. And then other times they can do different combinations where you do cardinal tops and, and white bottoms or Cardinal on Cardinal or Cardinal on Gold, you know, whatever that is. So it's not going to be a, a thing where those uniforms are, are thrown out all the time, but I think just to have them in the rotation and, again, kind of create, a, you know, try, try to get noticed a little bit. And obviously the goal, ultimate goal is to get noticed for the football you play, but as you're kind of building the program, you want to create as much exposure as possible and really, you know, kids notice uniforms. I think that's that's kind of been apparent if, you, if you're on social media and things like that. So, uh, I, I think that's probably the route they're going to go is stick pretty traditional with whatever they do. Uh, kids notice uniforms. Fans notice uh, Las Vegas uh, trips. And UNLV uh, is going to be on the schedule. I think there the game in Las Vegas is going to be 2021. They would put it in the new stadium, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. um, which would be certainly uh, a- another reason to go. Um, you're ready to cover that spot, right? I mean, it's not asking a lot for you to jump on an airplane and go cover a game in the desert in 2021. Nice non-conference opponent. Yeah, absolutely. And I've ever, I've never actually been out in Vegas. I've had layovers in the airport really quick, but never been out in the desert or gotten to explore a little bit. So certainly, um, if the Tribune lets me hang on for for a few more years, that's a, that's a trip I'll certainly be looking forward to cover. But um, it, you know, when you when you have to go do those home and homes, you try to look for those programs that can certainly, you know, number one, it's, it's affordable for people to go and then a little bit of an easier trip from Des Moines. Um, there are those direct flights. And then number two, uh, you know, being able to, to get that exposure again is, is really big and playing in a stadium like that, which again, like you said, I'm sure it'll be the new one by then. So really could be a fun trip. And, you know, they have um, teams like Ohio and Arkansas state and, um, Louisiana Monroe, I think, coming up. So uh, that that's one I know that they will not buy out of the, the road game mm. for that. You know, there's uh, speculation out there that the Big Ten might be moving back to eight conference games. Now, it works perfectly with the ten teams, a nine-game round robin, but if everybody else goes to eight, could you see the Big 12 following suit? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. It, it's hard to say. At almost... It's almost set up too well to try to figure out a way to go play eight conference games just because there's 10 teams. I think if um, there was ever another round of realignment, which it, it seems like there would be just given the nature of college athletics, that um, if the Big 12 were to add a couple, certainly that would, that would be the number one thing to do is, uh, is go back to eight conference games. You add another non-conference. And it just gives you a more clear path to, to a college football playoff berth. And, um, I think uh, that would be the hope, and I don't know if anybody would say it right now. I think they like kind of touting the, the toughness of the schedules, and you know, if, if a team emerges with uh, an undefeated record or one loss, 
Um, they like touting that that team should make the playoffs because of the toughness of, of their schedules. But, um, you know, like I said, the, the path is clearer if, if you can uh, trim down at least a couple of the tough teams in your conference and then add another uh, you know, mid-major or something like that. Even if you go play a neutral side game against a Power 5 team, you can just add in a little bit more of a uh, variation so you can kind of, uh, you know, it, it helps you out in the long run, I think. So it'll be interesting to see how far those discussions go or if it'll wait, take something like realignment to make it happen. Dylan Monsaint's Tribune is our guest. Dylan, uh, my last thing for you, it, it sounds as though Lindell Wigington um, is certainly given this NBA thing his absolute best shot. I mean, why wouldn't you? You get that opportunity. I get that. Uh, but maybe, Dylan, I... I mean, I get the sense that it's. I don't. I want to. Don't want to say he's leaning to the NBA, but I think that the percentages, what they, you know, might have been a couple of weeks ago, where it was ninety ten, he's coming back. I don't think it's that big of a. That the, I think those odds have changed. Maybe you know sixty forty seventy thirty somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, the NBA and Lindell Wigington is maybe closer than some thought. Yeah, I, I totally agree. The last couple of weeks, it seems like it has been trending that way a little bit. And the more uh, he makes everybody wait to, to see what he's going to do, and the closer he gets to that deadline, the more um, obviously he's, he's trying to give it his best look and, and you know get something from a team that uh, you know sounds good. That I don't know necessarily if I go as far as say as the draft promise, but all it takes is one team to like you and uh, and have a plan for you. So I think. Um, you know, he, it sounds like he's been doing quite a few workouts, although it's been a, a little bit quiet, all the different stops he's been to. But I think, um, you know, he's made it clear from day one that that's his goal is to go play in the NBA. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting. He's got until May 30th, so another week, to uh, officially decide what he's going to do. So uh, I know everybody's going to be on pins and needles over the next week because I'm. It, it, from the sounds of it, it's going to be right up until that deadline that, that he's going to take to try to give it his best go. Well, in uh, Iowa State basketball, looks like they're going to be in the market for a new assistant coach as Neil Barry expect to be announced as an assistant down at Texas with Shaka Smart Staff. With that difficult timing, you got to figure here for pro. I mean, would it be easier just to go in house with a you know director of basketball ops, something like that, and move them out, or do you expect this to be a big nationwide search? Yeah, I think um, I think they'll probably go outside the program for it, but I don't know if it'll be as expansive. As nationwide, I think, um, you know, coaches seem to have this contingency plan if an assistant leaves uh, a few guys that they would like to have. And certainly with Chrome, um, just kind of the way he, he's gone about things. He likes guys that he's had relationships with before. So you can look at guys from Murray State or, um, you know, maybe when he was an assistant coach at, at other programs, um, guys that he's had relationships with and feels comfortable with. So I think they will go outside the program for it. But uh, certainly, uh, uh, like you said, a tough time to, to lose an assistant, especially one um, as, as up-and-coming and as talented as, as Neil Barry. I know um, they've had a really cro- close relationship, and, and Neil's been um, able to secure a, a lot of nice recruits, and Lindell Wigginton being one of them. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see kind of what direction he goes, but I think it'll probably take a little bit of time just to kind of um, you know, make sure you get the right fit and, and find the right guy um, that, that Promo has a relationship with to come in. But it, it's going to be an interesting search. Uh, Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune, AmesTrib.com. Dylan, thank you. Safe trip up there. We will uh, read you uh, tomorrow morning or at, uh, later on in the day once it's posted at AmesTrib.com. Thanks, Dylan. Absolutely, guys. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Uh, Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune on the Iowa State Beat. As we talk a little cyclones here on a Wednesday, Trent Condon. Well, uh, you know, once more, um, we can't talk about this enough because you're going to have a big event today. I yeah. really think Exile's going to have a nice crowd, right? What a day for it, huh? And 25 cent Ruthie's for... Now, how many of them are actually 25 cents? Two, the first 250 poor, so well, it's a good number. Not but bad at all. I'd, I'd say get out there, though, right at, well, probably a little before 4 o'clock. I'm yep. sure they'll let you, but I'll be broadcasting live out there, have the table set up, stop by, say hello to me. Maybe I'll even throw a mic in front of a couple of people. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, now. Be- I mean, if Jimmy B could do it, anybody can, it's, right? It's not difficult. <laughs> we'll have some fun. We'll talk gambling. We'll talk sports. Whatever's going on. Uh-huh. We'll have a good time out there. But yeah, the quarter Ruthies, that's a number one. Also, Menace are out there. That's why they're doing this for the 25th anniversary of Des Moines Menace. They're going to be giving away some swag, some gear. So stop by, say hello, have a quarter Ruthie, and, <laughs> and be on your way uh, on your Heck, way back have home. Have two. Yeah.
Yeah. Be a big spender, 50 cents. <laughs> Buy a guy a beer. Right. right? Yeah. Now you're up to, so yeah, geez. You got a client? Hey, I got a place that we should go today. And I got two bucks in my pocket. <laughs> um, let's get you on record. All right. Because I know that uh, your remote's not going to last forever mm-hmm. here today. You have no high school baseball commitments. What will you watch more of, first of all, a deciding game seven or in, in hockey mm-hmm. or a pivotal game five with the series tied to two apiece in the Eastern Conference final in the NBA? What will get more of your attention? This isn't even close. Not even close. It's hockey. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not. No. That maybe that was me I was thinking about. <laughs> yes, yes. You, I understand. Yeah. Me. And it's not the the basketball hockey side of it. If this was a series where I was excited, compelled, I'd be into the hockey games. There's something about this series just it's never clicked with me. You don't like the teams? I guess. Yeah. I just Yeah, Washington's not real. I mean, Ovechkin's of stars, right. you know. Um Tampa uh, they got a they got some good players. I mean, Is don't Stamco get me wrong. Still around? Yeah, he's a star too. I yeah. mean, he's he's one of he's uh, one of Canada's finest players still playing. Can I go deeper? Uh, let's see. Can you? Do they still have the women goalie? She's still around? No. no. Was what that was about her? 20 That was about 25 years ago. You know itself. what? I know her name. You do. I know her name. It's French. It's Riel Manu or something like that. Yeah. Right? right? Yes, yes. It's something like that. I remember. Yeah. You know, I forgot all about that that gimmick. Yeah, and that's what it was. It was. I mean, look at and, and women play hockey now, and um, mm-hmm. I mean, not at the NHL level, sure. but um, but she was, yeah, she was uh, <laughs> ahead of her time. All right, so uh, will you bet these games tonight, either one of them? Uh, I think I'm going to take a little taste on the Celtics tonight, and... There's some one and a half starting to float out, mm-hmm. which I'll just go money line then and mm-hmm. get a little extra price there. But just gonna go back to the well there, home team. That that building. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I just smart so, fans. They are. Yeah, yeah. We're we're both annoyed with Boston sports in general and just right. how good they've been the last 15 years. But mm-hmm. boy, those fans are. Yeah, I I heard somebody. Next Boston day. team to win a championship is whom? Ooh. <laughs> Red Sox. Yes, that's the answer, Trent. Red Sox. Yep. The most well-rounded team in baseball? I th- well, they might be. I mean, look, I know we hate Yankees, Red Sox. We get sick of it. But you know what? It's, it's They're two really good teams. You know what? If if we get an ALCS Swallow with the Red Sox, hard, yeah, folks. after what great. we've had the last seven, eight years without yes. it really kind of being that rivalry, I'm with you. I'm ready for it to come back. I'm with you. Now, if we get a decade straight of it like we did... Then we'll be sick of it again. Right. right. But now... If I could sign up for that right now, mm-hmm. sight unseen, mm-hmm. I'd do it. You know, Tawny's pitching in the stadium. I want to see. It's either Memorial Day or Sunday. Okay. Sunday I, has been pretty much his start. Well, it's him against time. Tanaka, I want to say. Ooh. How about that in that matchup, right? What kind of uh, Japanese media contingent is going to be God. on hand for that? Unbelievable. Yeah, it's a great wow. point. Great point. But yeah, that'll be fun. No, I'm with you. I think that if we, and then we're liable to get Red Sox Yankees this year. In fact, I, you know, if you were to bet on that right now, you'd get probably pretty low odds. Yeah, yeah. You what? know, the last team, uh, the, 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 the team, I don't want to say furthest away from a championship because they were minutes away from a Super Bowl victory yeah, as recently as page. February. I think it's closing, Trent. <laughs> One of these years, I'm going to be right, damn it. One of these years you will be. <laughs> right. Let's let's hope it's soon. I'm I wouldn't be putting my money behind it, but let's hope it is soon. All right, help us out then. Hockey game seven. What what do you expect to see tonight? Uh, I expect to see a bunch of uh, tight guy guys really gripping their sticks, especially Washington, who never gets this close because they never get past Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ovechkin really wants his cup, and he deserves a cup too. Tampa won one. When did they win? There's 2005. I want to say Dave Andrewchuk was the captain of that team. Uh, I think Aaron Andrews covered that team. Believe okay, it or not, all right. Before she became Aaron, Aaron Andrews. Andrews. Maybe she was gone by then. But regardless, um, that's where she got her start, mm-hmm. was uh, covering the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning. Um, I'm going to take Tampa Bay to win this game. I think they have better goaltending. I do. Holtby's okay. been kind of hit and miss, although game six, he got the shutout. Uh, I think Tampa's going to win it. I'm kind of rooting for Tampa because next week, as you know, I'm going to be in Las Vegas. And I don't want the Stanley Cup to be playing <laughs> in Las Vegas in the week <laughs> that I'm there. I mean, I know it's going to be on, right? Um but if they don't come back to the uh, what's what's the name T-Mobile, 
Um, until I'm out of town, that'd be just fine by me. <laughs> All right, so uh, what do you got for a show plan today? Do well, you have anything concrete or kind of fly by the seat of your pants? Yeah, it's a Wednesday. That means uh, Rob Howe will be stopping by today. We'll be talking some Hawkeyes with him. Also, Adam Kramer, college football in the 5 o'clock hour. And then other than that, whoever's around, we'll put a headset on. The uh, Hawkeye Huddle guys might be making an appearance. Very nice. They're going to be stopping out. And now, are they coming back this uh, August? Is that signed, sealed, and delivered? Not, You're still dotting I's, crossing T's. Well, we got to get down to the business side of things. You know oh, how it's done. The business and, side of things. And you know how to do that over a couple of 25 cent Ruthies. We'll be doing <laughs> You're buying, after. are you, big spender? Oh, yeah. Well, we'll really butter them up and, and see what we could get out of them. <laughs> no, nah, it's good year. program. It's good program. It is. So they're going to be by. Uh, all right. That, you're really going to enjoy this. So. My roommate when I moved to Des Moines after college, uh, his name's Brendan, one of the nicest people in the Brendan? world. Brendan? Brendan. Okay. But his nickname since I met him years ago is Crackhead. Not because he does crack or cocaine. That's he an never... unfortunate nickname then, Trent. He's just, he's, he's flighty. He's a little different, a little mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Doesn't drink a ton, but he just, he goes all out with everything. He is, he's a different kind of cat. Yeah. Well, he is the two-time air guitar champion for the state of Iowa. Now, where does that determine, Trent? It is determined each and every at year. At the state fair? No, at uh, Doc's Lounge up in Johnston. I've gone the last couple of years. It's hilarious. Really? Yeah, and, uh, does, this draw, does this draw air guitar participants from all across the state? Enthusiasts from across. You would be shocked because I was shocked walking into it. So does the Iowa winner go on to the national championship? They do. He, There's seriously such yes, a thing. Is ESPN broadcasting it yet? Not yet. Yet is the operative word there. Well, that would be an MTV thing, though, wouldn't it be? Well, if you're looking for a home? Probably. It's probably mm-hmm. a better spot. He, uh, but he's going to be participating this weekend, so I'm excited to get to see him. He wants to uh, give a little promo, though, today. I said, all right, I'll give you two minutes. You could do that, and, and we'll talk a little bit about the event. But a goofy guy, as big of a Hawkeye fan as you're going to find. He likes to dress up as Hayden every year, <laughs> get the white pants, grow out the mustache, put the aviators on. Nice. A different cat, and uh, well, we'll see if it'll actually be Crackhead or if it'll be his... His stage name. He has a stage name. And then he goes by what? C.C. DeThrill. C.C. DeThrill, the air guitar player. The air guitar state champion. Two times. I beg your pardon. I, yes. I, I shortchanged him, right? Right. The, the defending state champion. So look forward to that. You And maybe he'll give us a demonstration if you show well, up. Well, take your exile. phone and get some video because I yes. would love to see that tomorrow. Oh, it, Are you on Periscope? Uh, I used to have it. I, I actually, I, I might. That's a good idea. There you on Twitter, go. read. I got to download that one again. CC, what's his name again? DeThrill. CC DeThrill. That might be an That might be your uh, your Periscope <laughs> reemergence here. All right, we're out of time. Thankfully, uh, we will be back tomorrow uh, from noon until two. What do we got cooking tomorrow? I know I got a couple of things. Tim Yotter, Thursday. Uh, Mark Morehouse is going to join us amongst other guests. Boy, tough day in the business. Feel bad for yeah. Bobby Lejes, Scott Darkerman, Tim Griffin, who I know for a long time, who moved his family from San Antonio to Atlanta to launch the uh, Diehards, the Big Twelve site over there. Cox Media, uh, after, what, not even two years uh, pulling the pin on that venture. Yeah. Tough day. Uh, back tomorrow at, uh, two, at noon, uh, Jimmy B and TC get you home. They're live at Exile Brewing from 4 until 6. Go on down. First 250 people uh, that order the Ruthie, you'll pay 25 cents for that. 25 cents for Ruthie, first 250 pours. Back tomorrow at noon. Thanks for listening to Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG.